This is Katie from MTL Katie, and you're listening to Under the Influencer. Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to Under the Influencer episode... Oh Jesus, I don't even know anymore. My name is Katie as usual, and I'm here today with a special guest, Ben... Tell everybody your last name because I just have a blank. It's Carter. (laughs) Ben Carter. Benjamin (laughs) Carter. Fantastic. And um, Ben is the director of digital media here at, or digital, is it digital media it's called? We can just call it digital. Oh, it's just digital, right? Of of digital. Makes it easy to remember. Yeah, love it. Um, At Dolcetto, a uh, Montreal agency. So can you tell us a little bit about your role here at Dolcetto? Yeah, so I am the director of the digital division. Um, the digital division was started in 2016 through the acquisition of, of my agency that I had, 4249. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're up to about 30 talents that we rep exclusively. Uh, 40% of our board is based in the US. Yeah. Uh, different styles of talent, fashion, lifestyle, fitness, <coughs> beauty. Um, and then in Sports terms of, as well, eh? Sports, sports, yeah, sports. And then in, in terms of the, the content, it's pretty much pushed across YouTube and Instagram. Okay. So yeah. Nice. So, I don't know how much you know about Dolcetto. Well, that's what I was going to say. Dolcetto, yeah. when you think of Dolcetto, you think of modeling. <laughs> that's how I knew Dolcetto yeah. in the past. It's always, you know, yeah. also Dolcetto with, with a modeling agency, but it's it's grown, right? Yeah. So it's, it's got, so you said one division. How many yeah. divisions are so there? So I will take you back 11 years. Whoa! Yeah, Do 11, it. 11 years, started out as a modeling agency. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to about four years ago, uh, started representing celebrities and athletes. Athletes, people like Dustin Poirier. Uh, yeah. UFC lightweight champion of the world uh, up until very recently mm-hmm. uh, Tatiana Suarez <laughs> uh, number two strawweight in the world in, in, in the UFC mm-hmm. uh, Max Perot top three snowboarder uh, in the world uh, celebrities or icons Ariane Celeste um, Zombie Boy uh, yeah, up until he passed course. away yeah. um, and then the fourth vertical was the digital as, as I said in, in 2016 so as of now we have our models we have our athletes we have our celebrities and we have our digital talents and does this all kind of intertwine, or is it very separate? Uh, the holy grail is yes. Every, <laughs> every, every talent, we, we, we want to see if we can intertwine them across each, each vertical. Sure. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, always that is not the reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some talents do morph. As an example, Dustin Poirier, uh, our lightweight champion in, in, in the UFC, or former champion, uh, I should get used to saying. Um, I know I heard about the big loss, yeah, exactly, unfortunately. Exactly. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. Um, him as an example, he has huge reach, has over a million on social. Mm. Uh, plus, you know, he's top of his game in, in regards to an athlete, and he won't like me saying this, but he <laughs> does have a face for radio. So we have to, <laughs> we have to cut out the discount from, 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 from modeling. Hey, that's models. okay. We can't yeah. all be models. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the holy grail is that if we have a talent they can intertwine, then, then they prove to be a lot of value. Okay, awesome. And what's your team look like in the digital uh, division? Uh, we look very good. Yeah. <laughs> How many people? Do you, you all have faces for models. Here we go. Exactly. Um, in regards to the team, so like to go back again to inception 2016, it was just myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, within six months, we grew uh, by 100%. I know it sounds marvelous, but then we grew to two. Yeah, I was going uh, to say. You know? uh, and then as of now, fast forward three, three and a half years, we're up to uh, 14. Wow, okay. Yeah, so 13 in, 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 in Montreal and then one agent in Toronto. And oh, Toronto okay. Office, yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah. you were saying that a lot of your uh, talent is based out of the U.S. Yeah. Do so you manage them mostly from Montreal? Yeah, even we you, man- yeah, it's we it's surprising to hear that, I would feel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit... It, it, obviously, we want to meet them face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And it's always great to meet the talent face-to-face and build up that human connection. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, 
we've always set out in with a with, with a goal of, of working with US based talent. Okay. Uh, so we've kind of you know got a, a good formula where it's a human not too human slash digital reaction. So some of them you haven't met the talent. Yeah, some of them basically. We okay, wow. Well. You know, so at least to the allure that one day we will meet. One sure. Day, one day we might. Not. And I mean, with everything now, is it even necessary? Lots of face time. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Oh, that's really really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, I've got a, a nice little audience here that likes to hear about how influencer marketing and if, is it important, obviously, today mm-hmm. in the marketing world, and what kind of place does it take? So yeah. you working specifically in the digital world, yeah. um, and, and in terms of influencer marketing and all that, like where do you see its place now and it yeah. evolving? Um, so the- I think on, on, on my side, working from 2014 up until now, I'd say the biggest shift is that I've seen the label uh, that's put on influence marketing. I'd say it's m- much more shifted from the PR label it had from 2014 to maybe mid-2016, 2017 to now a digital uh, media channel. Okay, yeah. That now is integrated in an overall digital media strategy that mm-hmm. then is reported on like any other digital media. So I'd say that's the biggest change for me. Um, and I'd say it's it's, it's, it's a good uh, change because what that means is that it becomes a lot more tangible, a lot more easy to report on. Sure. Um, rather than it on the PR tag and people not being know how to measure it. Mm-hmm. And also tell uh, their clients or tell the agencies about ROI. Yeah, that's huge, right? Yeah. And with the metrics that are coming with exactly. digital media and, di- yeah. and digital influencing, it's becoming more and more easy to, to kind of monetize that yeah. and to, and well, to I mean, follow it's, it. It's, it's, it's super important because at the end of the day, that's how you measure. Yeah. You know, like Instagram gave uh, everyone the biggest gift, which is either insights or uh, analytics in regards to content performance. Yeah. Uh, whether you're a brand, whether you're an agency or whether you're a talent, uh, you need to be looking at those every single day to make sure that you're either evolving your channel uh, making content perform better uh, or maybe pivoting a campaign or, or, or making sure that you learn from a previous campaign how to get the best out of the content. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said something about that was interesting that the labels have changed, right? It's been from, yeah. it's gone from a PR to more maybe a channel that we can, yeah. that we can monitor. Um, and with that, I think has come a label, a, a negative, a negative connotation as well, right? What do you think about how influencers are just now they're becoming posters for ads. Yeah. They're ads now, right? Yeah. Because they've, they've shifted from being just PR to being yeah. now channels. Yeah. So I've, is, how has that authenticity changed when it comes to being an influencer? So the, the, the weird thing about that is that it, it hasn't changed that much because endorsements by, by public figures has been, a long, has, been a, has been a long-standing tactic on behalf of any brand. Of course. It's just now uh, more people can be... Um, endorsing products or, or endorsing services on behalf of a brand mm-hmm. um, and I just think the the the, the way that the, the 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 talents are evolving is that now brands are looking at social media reach as a component in regards to why they should be endorsing it whether it's mm-hmm. on a micro level and mm-hmm. they're hyper targeted to a location or territory that the brand wants to target or they're a macro talent uh, and it's a name slash a, a trophy that the brand can put on their new product or service in terms of endorsement. Yeah. So the use of those the, the, of those influences has changed, right? And I mean, yeah, I mean with it, that has come. Yeah. But whether it's you're at one side of the of, of, of the of, of the spectrum in terms of reach or, mm-hmm. or, or at the other, you know, it's still endorsement, whether you like it or not. It is, you know? right? It is. It's, yeah. it's influence, whether you like yeah. it or not. Um, and I've noticed from your talent website, I took a look at who your influences or who your talents. Are. I like how you call them yeah. talents. I yeah. think it, it it changes the the connotation as well. Um, you work with mainly 
celebrity macro talents, right? Yeah. So you're not focused on the smaller accounts. Yeah. I talk for me because I'll never be represented <laughs> by a Del Chetto. Um, but is there a reason for that? Is it maybe something down the, in the, the line you're looking yeah. at? or? So I think on, on, on our side, yes, we've got to the point that was obviously the objective uh, three years ago when, 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 when moving into Dolce Edu is that I wanted to represent top tier talent. Okay. Uh, that not to discount any talent uh, that is growing. Uh, a couple of really good case studies. Um, Claudia Tihan. I think we started working with Claudia Tihan three and a half years ago when she had like 50k yeah. or so a million in terms of reach. Yeah, of course. Uh, Cindy Corne. Yeah. Uh, another time love, that, love that, her. That, that, that came along uh, was micro to rising in terms of reach and, mm-hmm. and now she's rising to mid tier. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Riam, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty by uh, Matu. She was, you know, like a, a like 50k, 60k when she joined. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and for us, uh, we just want to see a solid growth arc. Yeah. And, you know, we're always okay. interested when, when... So you're not looking necessarily at where they started, where they ended, but are they growing? Yeah, okay. exactly. That's As interesting. For example, you know, I was talking to a talent from Boston uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, and she was at 100K at the start of January, and now she's at over half a million. Jeez, uh, that's yeah. growth. Yeah. <laughs> that is so growth. What's, what's also really uh, intriguing and, and insightful on, on, on my perspective, because I'm a massive nerd when it, when it comes to this kind of stuff... <laughs> Uh, is asking them how they grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously with the algorithm change, people will freak out and tell you that you can't grow and, like, all of this kind of it's stuff. It's over. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's a little bit of a myth because this girl uh, grew with the, the oldest tactic in the book, which was hashtags. Yeah, really? Yeah. So she, hashtags she, are searchable. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the only way to kind of get known, right, is to get and found, rather. It, right? So then again, you play the game with the algorithm by mm. using the hashtags. Mm. So it's, 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 it's always super interesting when you talk to a talent like that. But on our side, you know, we, we don't discount any talent. No. We just started working with Sasha Exeter. She's a, a, a mom, quote-unquote, blogger from Toronto. Uh, she's at 30K, but in, in, in regards to the types of collaborations that this talent does, mm. uh, she, she works with a lot of better brands than maybe some macro or, or mid-tier talents in the Canadian market get to in their lifetime. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so, okay. Yeah, because it's more... No, but it, it's interesting. So, yes, you know, I think numbers is one thing, yeah. but it's also the type of content and yeah, the collaborations exactly. that they've worked on. So yeah. it's... I'm glad to hear that it's not just a number thing. Yeah, our door definitely isn't closed. Good. You know, but at the end of the day... We, I still have a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But on, on, on that side, you know, there's always different KPIs to look at yeah. when, when onboarding a talent in terms of are they going to be a success or not. Okay, so what are some of those KPIs? I think that some of them, uh, my followers would like to know. Yeah, in terms of KPIs, I think uh, audience demographics. I think that's huge. Like if you're a female talent, having a high female reach. Sure. I think if you are a talent in Quebec, uh, having a large audience in Quebec. Yeah. uh, And then Canada second. Um, okay. I think as, as, as well in regards to age demo is that you obviously want to skew to the younger. You want to skew 18 to 25, 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in terms of content performance, you know, and when you benchmark uh, your reach versus uh, your impressions and then your actual reach and then your engagements and then your engagement rate of content, all of that has to add up. Yeah. You know, because if it doesn't, then it's a huge red flag to us. And of course, in, in, in my experience and in, in, in my lifetime in this industry, mm. I've... I've seen talents that have stepped to the table with 500,000 reach and getting 1,000 impressions or 5,000 impressions per person. It's a huge red flag. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? What's the red flag? That there's uh, some sort of... Well, uh, the, the audience isn't as authentic as, as, right. as they make out. But again, depends on who you're talking to and, yeah. and, and how they measure the, 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 
the talent uh, to be a success because yeah. some people might just go off reach. Yes. And 500K to them is like, hey, gold, I'm going to sign them. Yeah. This is a great talent to represent. Yeah. Um, so in regards to like the audience demographics and content performance, that's a couple. We want to see what type of content that, 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 that they're putting out, whether it's course. video content yeah. um, or if it's static content, uh, the previous collaborations. Uh, and also frequency of sponsored content. Yeah. You know, like we want to see that like brands uh, are entrusting them. And they're uh, continuously work with them. working yeah, on them. Yeah. If, if not, then it's a little bit of a red flag in regards to that sure. respect is that has something gone wrong in the past? Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. And you yeah, said it's a lot deeper than, than, than it is than just the numbers. Yeah, of course. But that's good. I think that's it's yeah. good because it means that, hey, listen, maybe your reach or maybe your your number isn't as impressive as yeah. you'd like it to be, but guess what? Your engagement rate and your impressions exactly. and your are high and that's yeah. something to be proud of. And there's all of this is something to consider. And I had a question I asked my my followers yesterday because I myself I'm confused about okay. the difference between reach yeah. and impressions. Yeah. Can you help kind of demystify yeah, that? Of, of course, an easy way to put it is that reach is 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 is, is a one on one okay like a one for one like as an example if myself and yourself were looking at a piece of content mm -hmm. reach would be two sure but if myself and yourself looked at that piece of content twice mm -hmm. each that, then impressions would be four okay okay yeah. so I see it multiple so impressions exactly. is usually higher than reach exactly okay so is one exactly. more important if, if it was than the another? other way around again it's a red flag yeah, if impression. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that would make more sense. Because yeah. then why? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so then, so what then, number is more important than reach or impressions? Depends who you're talking to. Sure. On, on my side, I'm a very actual person, so reach, so reach is, 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 more. Is, is yeah, it's less vanity. Sure. You know, impressions like in the the if a post gets reshared or if they have fan, fan accounts, then obviously the impressions are going to look really good, and it, right. it's, it's a trophy metric for a lot of people. And okay. Say you reach this many people in regards to impressions, but yeah. uh, it could have been ten people viewing the content fifty thousand times for. For, for all, all, for we, all know. we know, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where, you know, on our side, as much as um, we do represent talent, and I think a lot of your listeners will, will, will know this, uh, we run campaigns on behalf of brands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like you a, do both. You yeah, represent yeah. the talent, but you also represent yeah. the brand, right? Yeah. Which is super interesting in regards to a hybrid position that we're in because we also understand. Um, you know what are the key metrics these days you know what is the difference between impression and reach and why reach is more important than impressions and do you set those KPIs for the brands or do the brand comes in saying this is what we want or do so you suggest to them what they should be looking it's for it's a mix of both if yeah. we are in a lucky position we will get creative control of the campaign sure uh, if not the brand will just come in and, and, and look at us in much more of an execution capacity mm -hmm. uh, in regards to uh, benchmarks yeah we have our internal benchmarks okay. and we want to meet those every single time because at the end of the day we want to maximize the, the client's budget Mm -hmm. provide solid ROI so that the client comes back to the table mm -hmm. and works with digital talent again. Of course. I think that's one of the the biggest um, talking points in the industry that a lot of people are like, well, you know, we know that L'Oreal has all of this budget. Mm. Little do they know each brand is segmented and then the budget is already spent 12 months in advance sure. so they can't go over budget. Yeah. But then needless to say is that if that brand manager of a L'Oreal brand does not show positive ROI in their six-month or year-end report in mm. regards to their influencer spend, then the CMO uh, of L'Oreal brand or maybe the, 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 the marketing manager of that brand uh, is going to ask them then why are we spending it next year? Absolutely. So you know, that's gone. In, in 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 hindsight, yes, maybe it, it might be looked at as quote unquote cheap because you're not meeting the rate in the short term. Mm. But in the long term, everyone's protecting protecting the industry by making sure that the ROI is there. 
And are there a lot of agencies that are doing what you do now in, in terms of repping both the brands and the talents? Is that the way of the future when it comes to agencies? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting from my knowledge, no. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound yeah. like I, I've done a little research yeah. and you seem to be alone in this, yeah. or not it many. It, it comes from a standpoint in regards to a service that I noticed back when I had 4249 is that a lot of people want to do influence marketing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like, it's it's, it's it's a buzzword over the last two years. 100%. Uh, people have, have, have wanted to jump on this bandwagon. Uh, in a digital or in a marketing meeting internally at a brand, people are like, well, what about the influencers? You know, where's yeah. our influencer? Yeah, of course, yeah. got to look into that. Yeah, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And, and, and there's various different tasks that, that a lot of people have uh, on their plates and adding influencer marketing to it mm-hmm. uh, might not necessarily be a positive experience for them because maybe they'll rush it, maybe mm-hmm. they'll uh, pay rates. Uh, that they don't realize how they were measuring in 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 the, in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, or they don't have the time to do it. Yeah. So we came up with a turnkey solution uh, that specializes in, in in running influencer campaigns, and it just seems to be working really well. Yeah, clearly, yeah. clearly, because your talents are going up, and your and yeah. I know you guys are working on a bunch of really big campaigns. Yeah, so. we just executed 115 influencers for Urban Decay. Wow. I know a question that that I had for you was. Because when you start off as an influencer, especially yeah. in Montreal, where it's a pretty small community, yeah. you don't really know the, that there's an option to be repped by it. Yeah, you know, you hear agency, you're like, well, yeah. I'm not a star. I'm yeah. not like Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't need an agent. But what do you do for an influencer? What does an agency yeah. do for a talent or an influencer these days? So I, I think it works in it works on levels. Okay. Because the bigger up the, or the higher up the totem pole you go, the more broader the mandate becomes. Sure. So if you like start off at, at, at the bottom, I think at that point it's for, to facilitate the paid collaborations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think you know on the secondary level it's to um, integrate a growth strategy for their channel. Okay. Um, and also as well to be conscious of the, prim- the, 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 the primary measure from the talent in terms of is my agency good at what they do, mm-hmm. uh, which is bring outbounds to the table. And by outbounds, I mean bring deals to the table. Sure, of course. Uh, we work pretty individually at Dolcedo where my agents are measured on a quarterly basis in terms of their outbound versus inbound ratio. Okay. So our performance metric for our, for our agents is two. It's what is the revenue generated for the talent mm-hmm. and also how many of, the, of, of, of those collaborations which generated revenue are outbound. And then in outbound the, meaning from you, inbound meaning from the influencer? Exactly. Okay. The, the brands would be reaching out to the influencer. Okay. So ideally yeah. you want the brands to reach out to you well, no, for then you not, to connect them to the influencer. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in a way, yes. But in regards to if, if I was a talent and mm-hmm. I was vetting agencies, I'd want to know what their inbound outbound ratio is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that that ratio existed. Well, so that's, that's really point, good to know. Right? And, and that's if, a, if an agency cannot tell you their inbound versus outbound ratio, then, mm-hmm. then it's again going back into the, the statement. It's a red flag. It's a red flag. Like, because yeah. if they're not measuring it, then, then then what are they measuring as a successful relationship between the agency yeah. and the talent? Yeah. So yeah, so point. yeah, so like facilitating facilitating brand collaborations and growth strategy um, is 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 at the bare minimum. Mm. I think like now in regards to the contracts that are presented to digital talent or talent overall, like they're they're they're, they're quite aggressive. Uh, whether or not you know you have to look for what is the scope of work in terms of deliverables, uh, the content in terms of what is the type of content, the content submission dates. Uh, the posting dates. You create that kind of schedule for the talent. Yeah. So, so they don't we, have, they can we, just create the talent. I, I create the content. Create the content. Yeah. Yeah, if I create could create the talent, talent it would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> create the content, exactly. But, um, yeah, but there's, there's there's layers now in regards to um, contracts that are placed on on, on on the table in front of the talent, like as an example, the usages of the content. You know, sure. Like where is the content being used? 
Uh, and that's huge. And being able to put a dollar amount on that, if, if you're a talent, is, it can be pretty hard. It's extremely know? hard. It's extremely yeah, hard. Yeah, same thing with exclusivity, whether it's product or category exclusive. And what is the what is the term of, of that? It's got to be know? pretty big to get a category exclusivity. I mean, it's got to cost I, a lot I, of money. Ex, but exclusivity can work in different ways. As okay. an example, uh, a lot of our clients uh, want uh, three day before and four day after post exclusivity, so it works out to a really? to, to, to yeah a seven day week. So as an example, just understanding <laughs> that and then being able to ask. Uh, whoever's presented that agreement to you, okay, fine, I understand the, 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 the term three days before, four days after, but what is the categories that, 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 yeah, that, that this is, exclusivity applies for? Exactly. Am I allowed to post this uh, kind of content even if it's organic? And you know, that's, yeah. as an example, having a second second set of eyes like like ourselves, yeah. uh, I, I believe now I'm like an unofficial official lawyer just because <laughs> the, the yeah. of contracts that, I, that, I, that I've seen. And, and of some, course. Some are really crazy. Some are one page. You yeah. know, it, it, it really varies. There's no real standard template yet right. uh, in terms of the industry. But um, but you yeah. bring that kind of knowledge to the talent that well, may not know. Exactly. I mean, all, all of the agents are educated uh, at Dolceda in regards to a pillars of an agreement. Okay. And every agent sure. in regards to their, their, their learning and experience is, 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 is really, um, you know, it's drummed into them what to look for in, in, in terms of an, an, an agreement. Mm-hmm. So realistically, like that's a, like the, the low end of the totem pole, uh, rising up through the totem pole, um, you know, it's, 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 it's obviously the growth, uh, the growth of social still in regards to building out strategies. It's obviously uh, the collaborations and, 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 and managing the paid collaborations on, on, on behalf of uh, the, the, the talent, whether it's inbounds or outbounds. Uh, I think at that point, it's uh, targeting brands for longer term collaborations. Okay. Six oh, months yeah. or 12 months partnerships. Sure. You know, Those are the hard what, ones to get. Yeah, exactly. By yourself. Um, and I think like that's that, that, that that's really good because obviously in this day and age, a lot of people want to do this full time mm-hmm. uh, and having the financial resource to do this full time. <sighs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, so working in these contracts and whether these are $500 contracts per, per month if you've got three of them that's $1,500 a month guaranteed absolutely you know so like a lot of to people to be able to negotiate that yeah is... you know but it's it's it, 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 it then goes again into the way that you present this to, mm-hmm. to, to a client and, and understanding you know what are they looking for when I present this to make them tick all the boxes and go okay this is a, this is, this is a good move for us so mm-hmm. you know in the language that you present it uh, and then also as well looking at the different revenue streams that you can open up outside of digital collaboration Interesting. So yeah. you do look at that as well. Yeah. So once you start again moving up to the next level, yeah. Obviously, at, at that point, it kind of uh, is a direct parallel to the kind of reach that you have. Yeah. So once you st- you start reaching like the, the the macro side of things, opening up different revenue streams, whether it's 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 it's, it's a book, could right. be Casting for TV or or, or, or acting. Um, so at, at now it's. It's sustaining the growth but also just developing new I like that the new yeah. revenue streams new channels yeah. to be able to and get I think, bigger I think what a lot of people throw this this kind of phrase out there but it's, it's, it's actually very true is turning it into a business yeah you know absolutely that a name becomes a business you know like a real good example is a town that we represent Hate Copy okay. uh, who's a South Asian artist from Toronto uh, Marie is born and raised in Pakistan and, and, and moved to Canada uh, but in regards to the, the revenue streams that she has, uh, she's a published author uh, by Simon & Schuster. Uh, wow. So the books retail globally. Uh, we have an option with a TV show uh, wow. with Warner Brothers to turn the book into TV. Jeez. Uh, she does commercial collaborations. 
she's and she's been lucky with Nike, Adidas, Adidas Originals, Bumble, Microsoft, CBC, Savin, which is like the Indian uh, Spotify. Wow. Uh, she's obviously an artist, first and foremost. Of course. So then she has her, her art. And then if you go into merchandise, then the merchandise can be split into so many different sub-verticals in terms of uh, prints, posters, uh, apparel. Of course. Plates. You can put art on anything, right? So. But the one wow. thing to really go back into this is that she couldn't have been as uh, successful as, as she could be if it wasn't for a social reach. Yeah. Because that's offering her the platform. Of course. Yeah. That's what people. That's yeah. how people knew about her. Yeah. That's that's what got her out. That's really really interesting. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. And then obviously. You, you know it goes without saying the agency yeah. why are you guys interested in helping them grow there's a cut so that's yeah, how course. you make your money yeah, right so there's course. a commission is it yeah. commission based commission mostly? yeah commission based any agency that steps to represent a talent that works, wants to work on retaining if I was the talent take a step back yeah <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fair at, enough at, at, at that point yeah uh, I think it's 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 the biggest uh, validation for any talent uh, in regards to if their agency is, is working on commission at the end of the day if the agency doesn't book or, or negotiate or close deals yeah then they don't, they make, don't money. make money no exactly she needs for them to make money you you to make exactly. money they need to make money so it's exactly. a it's a win-win situation yeah. okay that's really really interesting i think that's eye-opening um and you do mention contracts and i talk you know for myself as well as being micro micro nano if you will influencer um i do get them once in a while and it's overwhelming do you have any maybe tips and tricks for those influencers listening yeah, to that are listening to contracts and maybe some red flags that maybe you should yeah. be aware of or just some basic pillars that yeah. are good to know. Of course, I mean, the pillars is an easy one. I think like in regards to any collaboration, that they're, they're, they're always the, the, the pillars. They're always like, what are the deliverables? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the content that has been agreed to in regards to uh, the conversations over email now put into a black and white sure. uh, binding agreement that both parties have, have to sign? Mm. And, you know, definition of those deliverables is key. You know, a lot of people have a different de uh, definition of what IG stories means. Yeah. I mean, one frame, three frames, ten frames, I've seen. You know, oh, it's crazy. that's a good point. So maybe one one story can mean different things exactly. in different contracts? Oh, wow, so I never example, thought of that. Well, you know, as a talent, if you would sign off on, uh, as an example, it said one exclusive Instagram post and one exclusive Instagram story, uh, you get into it, brief it, send it over to the influencer or to the talent. The talent then starts the, the content creation, sends the content for approval to the client. The client's like, well, you know, you've only sent one frame. In it's the like, contract, it says, you know, IG story, and the town's like, yeah, fine. Okay. That's what it said. Yeah. And the, the brand's like, yeah, but it me it's, you're missing two more because it's three. Oh, Baylor. So what? I never would have thought of that. And, and, and that's it, you know, like small things like that in regards to definitions is, is key. Mm -hmm. Obviously, looking at content submission and posting date to make sure that you align. Of course. Uh, making sure that you uh, look out for the usages in regards to all the usages of the content. Uh, then any exclusivity. Mm -hmm. uh, then obviously payment terms yeah. is, is, is a huge one. Uh, if it is a client that you don't, have never heard of before mm. or if you don't know, uh, then request your money up front. And if okay. not, backtrack to 50-50, 50% on signature, 50% on completion. Oh, interesting. And if not, you know, you are going to have to play by the payment terms of the client. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that the higher, the higher or the bigger the brand, mm. uh, the longer the payment terms. Interesting. Yeah. So as on our side, uh, for our talents, our standard payment terms is 100% upfront. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and that's what we'll push for all the time. And then we'll do that exact same process where we will go 50-50. And then, uh, okay. And then we will, and then we, but, but like the larger brands in terms of global scale, of this, you know, it's 30, 45, 16 uh, days net. Oof. Yeah, so. Wow. It's the lay of the land, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to learn how to live with it, yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's really good. So keep yeah. that stuff in mind. 
Okay, that's really good advice. I need to like write that down <laughs> somewhere because like I need to remember that stuff. Um, and then we got a really interesting question from one of my followers, Diana, who said, and I thought this was really interesting, but how to be original when repeating is the content creation winning formula. Yeah. Like we see it all the time, right? Yeah. The same posts are being posted everywhere. The same type of feed, the color, it's always. And you're thinking, does this what I have to do to get big or to grow? You know, it's how do you stand out when being the same is what's winning yeah. and what's growing. So it, it's, it's, it's always interesting because um, in terms of trend, content is a trend. Yeah. And you have to look at the way that the content has uh, taken life since uh, social media became, became a, a, a huge platform for people to share content. Uh, and if you were successful at it, that would build your reach. And if mm-hmm. you were successful at that, you could start monetizing. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to maybe 2015 to, to 20, maybe the start of 2018 to end of 2017, that perfect shot in front of a perfect wall that was hyper, you know, edited. Sure. And wasn't realistic. Yeah. And then if you directly relate that to the, 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 the same description, but of a flat lay. Mm. Yeah. You know, the content that is trending now is the complete opposite. Total opposite. So, so and, and that's what talents always have to buy into is what is the content that, it, that, that, that is trending and it's adapt. Trending their content to, to meet uh, to, to meet those standards that is being set in regards to the overall content trend. So, like, two of our talents, uh, both Quebec, Lucy and Cindy... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be interviewing them soon, actually. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have never seen uh, views on, like, the 15th frame of an IG story uh, being the same as the first frame. Wow. Yeah. That's an and accomplishment that's because in people are interested in them and they understand yeah. that, whether it's Lucy's vlogs mm-hmm. uh, or Cindy's post, you know, yes, it's edited, don't get me wrong, but it's not overly edited. Yeah. They don't look uh, unattainable mm-hmm. or unapproachable um, mm-hmm. or it's, it is not um, unrelatable. Yeah. And I think that's the, the most important thing. Huge word there. Yeah. Unrelatable. A lot of, a lot of people would, would, would do this perfect shot you know, with the perfect lighting at the perfect time, with, with with the perfect props and everything like that. But what's actually happened is, is is everyone's moved away from that because they want it to be relatable. They want it to be real. Yeah. And do you see that trend continuing? Yeah. Do you think it's this, we're gonna we're gonna shift back to that perfect picture? Yeah. You think, or we're and gonna? And stay? I think that's why Instagram has gone uh, head first into dynamic content, whether it's IGTV or mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. You know, because they want that vertical video. They want people to interact instantly and in, in, in terms of the moment. Uh, they want it to be a little bit raw edited and that's why as an example you can keep your thumb on the button and record for however long you want on Instagram it stories. doesn't it doesn't cut it off well it does cut it yeah, off once you push the video right okay cut it off in frames yeah okay but you could okay. literally record for however long you wanted oh interesting yeah because they, I mean Instagram right it was created because they wanted you to capture those instant moments yeah. and then it got way off yeah, track it got out of hand it got out of <laughs> hand and it became you had to be a professional photographer yeah. to be on Instagram and now it's 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 changed and do you think that there are other social channels that'll that'll come up and maybe dethrone Instagram or I know this is hard to say right is there a next yeah. Facebook right but is there something you think that's going to be that's going to shift where we are in social media today possibly but I think Instagram is done a really good job at being 360 yeah it's like now with its integration of IGTV in terms of long form video content mm-hmm. I mean, you can push content that's like 12 minutes 14 minutes long. I mean why do we need YouTube anymore exactly yeah. right mm-hmm. and, 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 I, and I think that Instagram 
in terms of its approach is doing really well. I know that a lot of people will argue this and talk about uh, dark posts or, yeah. or, 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 or shadow bands. Yes. Or being uh, the reach of my post is not as high as, as, high as it used to be. So yeah. they're going to want uh, me to pay for, 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 for mm-hmm. my reach right now. That's the main thing people are saying, right? Uh, Instagram is screwing yeah. us over because they want us to put money inside. Yeah. And, and, I, would, and, and I would agree, but I, I, I don't see that 100% okay. of the time that I look at Talents Insights. Uh, of content performance and like I said we're lucky that we, we we have that access because we run our campaigns yeah so this isn't just coming from uh, a sample of, of, of my 30 odd talents that yeah. we represent this is coming yeah, from hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of talents hmm. we work with on, on an annual basis so hmm. I think Instagram is doing a, a very good job at it and I think if they are going to integrate uh, sponsored content in regards to paying to boost posts yeah they have to do that. I, I mean, mean, that's that's just the lay. That's how it works. That's so yeah, but what's super interesting about that is that they are toying with other revenue streams in regards to a payment processor within the app. If you check out in terms of shop shoppable posts, right? And then they will obviously do a micro commission on all the payments in yeah. model to something like Shopify. Yeah. Uh, which then maybe alleviates the conversation from the revenue that they have to then generate through, from the sponsored uh, through, from making people boost their posts. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. Maybe there there, oh, there is light okay. at the end of the tunnel. Maybe okay. So they don't have to. We don't have to give up hope. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Maybe there's going to be yeah. a shift. I mean, and that's. I think we've all come to expect that. If you work yeah. in the digital world, you know that there is going to be a shift in yeah. the ways that we're going to do things. Are not going to be the same in ten years or five years in three months, right? It's going to change the way we want to. <coughs> that way that we do things. That's really really interesting. Um, and okay, I like to do like at the end like a kind of just quick questions. Um, of you know, how do you stand out in social media today? Myself. You, you, how do you think it's, like, how do you think one person can stand out in social media today? I think what I've seen is uh, having a key message. Okay, and being I consistent. Think, yeah, I think it's super cool. I think uh, a lot of people will use social media in different ways, mm-hmm. but I think in this day and age, in regards to who social media reaches in terms of an audience, mm-hmm. I think having a key message and sticking to it, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's from a, a fashion perspective in terms of being sustainable, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's for an act an, e- an eco activist like a uh, message in regards to whether it's the Amazon rainforest uh, or even at home in terms of Canada. Uh, whether it's in regards to makeup and, 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 and vegan, or vegan or cruelty-free mm-hmm. uh, message or whatever it is. And I think social media like allows you to do that. Uh, and up until now, uh, and fingers crossed that there is no laws that prevent people from voicing their opinion on, 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 yeah. on, on social. Welcome to Canada. Yeah, that won't happen. Exactly. <laughs> Not with Trudeau. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it offers people that. So if you do want to stand out, have a message and, 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 and push it. Yeah. Know? It gives you that platform to do yeah. so. Uh, where do you see Dolcetto in five years? Dolce Digital, rather. Yeah. So digital. So it's 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 always an interesting question. Mm. I think you know we will be ever growing. We'll, we will be uh, working with talent. That's a given. Uh, hopefully, uh, we will be running campaigns on behalf of brands and a lot more. A lot more brands uh, will be coming to the table in regards to the way that we work and, and, and valuing that. Um, I think maybe in regards to the, the different types of talents. Mm-hmm. That we represent. We just moved into esports. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we represent three, which is huge. And you don't yeah. know about it if you're yeah. like into fashion and makeup. Yeah. You really don't know about the whole esports yeah. angle, eh? Yeah. So we moved into more uh, sports esports. Okay. I would define it as so we represent pro FIFA players that play for wow. uh, the MLS clubs. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's different. And obviously, you know, in the next five years, that's what that's what we want to see. Mm. I'd like to see us get involved in some kind of proprietary software. Ooh. Uh, talent. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and I think that could be really good okay uh, and i think we have that sample in regards to the kind of value that we can bring through a software absolutely because we work with talent yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and i think that there needs to be something like that um that that really focuses a service to the to the talent whether it's as simple as invoicing 
You know, like the amount of times that we follow up with talents for invoices. And of course. And, 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 you know, this is the reality. Of hey, it. it's any any business. Yeah. I mean, but, that's, that's how it but works. But if you can provide a service to, to, to talents that they value, then I think that's where, where we'd like to You'll yeah. stand out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Last question. Dream brand to work with. Interesting. It's <laughs> a very interesting. You could one. work with any brand in the entire world. Yeah. Not not limited to any category or you know yeah. for you right your passions. You know what I mean? Like you must have uh, out of all of your divisions that you work under. Yeah. Right? Are you a makeup fanatic? I don't know. Well, yeah. So I, I have the tag in the office is uh, the makeup queen. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Yeah, one of my specialities, makeup for a long time. All really? Of, uh, all of my talents were beauty cosmetics. Obviously, the majority of my clients on the campaign side uh, has been made up of, of, of beauty accounts. Uh, I, I, I actually really like cosmetics, whether it's okay. whether whether or, or uh, you're not wearing any right now. I'm very disappointed. You, but you can't tell. Oh, is that one? Okay, exactly. you've got a full face on underneath. Okay, that's good makeup. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I think one uh, brand that I've really kept an eye on over the last couple of years is Glossier. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you know, just in regards to a, a lot of the the time when you work with clients, you fall under. Um, how conservative they, they, they either are or aren't in terms of the content and message that you put out. Sure. Uh, but Glossier, very artistic brand, very creative. So artistic, yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're into it. They'll push the, they'll push the boundaries. Well, they do. In terms of talents that yeah. you can work with, they'll push the, the boundaries in regards to the type of content that the talents would push out. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'll push the, 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 the type of campaign. The campaign. Uh, and the message that it would have, mm-hmm. you know, so... That yeah, would be a really if, cool if, brand to work with. Emily Wise is listening, you know, she can give me a call. She's and, definitely and, listening, yeah, no we, doubt. We, we can sort something out. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, thank you so yeah, much. My pleasure. Um, I think this was really, really interesting, <laughs> and um, I'd love to continue the conversation. So, if my if I get questions like this, can I reach out to you and yeah, uh, after the podcast yeah. and ask them to you? Yeah. And, uh, and 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 maybe I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get a ton of questions about this. This is super insightful. Um, so, thank you so much for joining us under the influencer. My pleasure. <laughs>